right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully aren't listening to this. Uh, <laughs> and as always, I'm Ian Collins, and with me is Mr. Connor Rock. That's me. Here to discuss this week in films, the cinematic arts on red carpets to trailer trash. This week we're going to be discussing uh, the recent releases of Ready or Not and Angel Has Fallen. And we're going to try something new where we actually look ahead to the next set of releases. What do you mean we're uh, going to try something new? This is, this is the first episode. Uh, as far as they know, so it's the first episode. New. So everything's new then. Yeah, well, okay. So we are trying. So I got got. You're right. Continue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, uh, the first movie... We're going to be discussing. We're going to start off with Mr. Rock uh, explaining his perception with uh, based upon the trailers, and then we're going to. I'm going to dive in and uh, start talking about some of the different aspects of the movie, and uh, we're going to see how it goes from there. All right, Connor, if you'd like to. Take it away and discuss Ready or Not for us. Oh, we're doing this one. I was really hoping we could do uh, Angel Has Fallen first, but that's fine. Don't We'll get there. Um, <laughs> whew, you gave me some doozies this week, I gotta say, because I was not particularly... Honestly, I got through the Ready or Not trailer pretty... pretty. Uh, I, I don't know, I'd say happily, I guess. It was better than... It looked better than I thought it was going to be, because I assumed it was a movie kind of along the same lines of, like, Truth or Dare, or, or like... Happy Death Day or like any of the, the bullcrap that Hulu is into the dark has been uh, spitting out recently. Um, it it's just yeah, it's a weird family of game people that hunt their son, I guess, his bride to complete some family ritual, and that's what I got out of it. <laughs> I think that she, she's obviously going to fight back and win. The maids are like the red shirts, and uh, <laughs> that's that's my take. Yeah, well, this is this is one of those very rare instances where you have pretty much just summed up the entire movie. Yes, <laughs> in in your understanding of the uh, of the trailer. But I feel like that's probably the case for most horror films, is that it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward, or else people wouldn't go to watch it. It's, I don't know. It's, I, I said this before to you, obviously not on this, um, but I love horror. I, I just, it's so great. And when horror movies like this come out that are like the, like I, like I, I spouted off all those movies earlier, like they're kind of just this cliched, like, Ooh, it's a kid's game, but it's spooky or whatever. And then I, it's, it's just, oh, it made, it made me angry. Well, I, I actually disagree with that just because this came off more as like a, a horror comedy yeah, uh, as opposed. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to I was gonna mention or ask about because it did seem, which I think might be one of its most redeeming factors, and you can confirm this, but it did seem like it was more, it took itself, uh, it was lighthearted. There are a lot of, like, comedic moments in the trailer, at least. Yes. I will say that my biggest concern is that, like, it, it sort of, like, shot its wad with <laughs> killing, Do you killing go on? off the... 
Have you never heard that expression before? No. It's it's based upon like whenever people had muskets, you'd have to clean it out with like a wad of cloth uh, after each shot, and if you weren't paying attention, you'd leave your wad in, and so uh, it would fire inadvertently, and you'd shoot your wad off. I okay. I can't be alone in this. I've never heard that before, but I thought shot it, shot its wad was sexual. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I I thought that also the very first time. Not the case. So if anyone ever says that this isn't an educational podcast, you can tell them they're probably right. <laughs> uh, so the but the funniest moments are actually the probably the deaths in this, just because they're all just utterly ridiculous. Okay. That... Um. Like, the the trailer, if I'm not mistaken, shows the one that's just suddenly, like, taken out of action. Uh, like, what? as she's looking for the, uh, looking for the yeah, nephew, or... The, the tra- trailer shows two of the maids dying. One, like, yes. gets blasted in the face, and then one gets shot in the mouth with a crossbow. Yes. So, the, uh... Those two parts, like the the maids dying, are um are probably some of the funniest scenes, just because it's it's very clearly like an ancient ritual that these people have basically no experience with, and so it's it's basically exactly how you would expect a bunch of rich, spoiled like modern people trying to perform a satanic ritual. By sacrificing somebody. Okay, I didn't get that they were... I mean, like, it seemed like some of the characters weren't familiar with it, but I didn't understand that all of them were. So that adds a little... That adds, like, a, a little, uh, you know, layer to it. Yeah, so, like, the only... Per- there's only, uh... Only, like... Three of the characters... Like, the three oldest characters are the only ones that have, like, really actively participated. Okay. Uh, and one of these before... So everyone else, no one really understands like the rules of it or like what ha- the way it has to be done. And so every time a maid gets killed, somebody asks, "So wait, does that count?" <laughs> and the the elderly aunt who looks like a grandmother just looks at him and says, "No, that doesn't fucking <laughs> count." <laughs> Why does everyone keep asking that? And it's it's just like it's it's not an especially scary movie just because like it's it's just someone being hunted down by a group of crazy people essentially but they're crazy people with personalities it's not like the strangers type deal where you don't oh, yeah, know no. anything like, about them and that's where like the horror comes in oh yeah no like the it's the characters themselves are like very amusing and very entertaining um and the their ability to like draw comedy from like certain like they're fairly like stereotypical uh as like like one dimensional but they're played for laughs in that way and so i think it works better than if it were just like the average like it's not super important that you have well developed characters in this because it is like just a horror comedy right. you're not like 
trying to get super invested. Right. It, it, it's done with an appreciation of it, it. It knows what it is. It's a little like almost meta in that sense where it doesn't. Yeah, no, it's it, it's that, that it's not quite to the point of being meta, but it also doesn't take itself seriously. Okay. The ending is hilarious. Like it come it like you're not really sure how it's going to end, but it's very like it it's it it manages to catch you off guard and so it's uh it's rather just like hilarious seeing what happens. It's not I'm not sure if it really qualifies as a twist. But the uh, the the obvious thing that's going to happen is they're trying to uh, sacrifice her by the break of dawn. So the there's obviously just three things that could happen. It's that they either succeed, they fail, and nothing happens, or they fail and there's a consequence. Right. And so the uh, there's like a slight shift in expectations. But also, just her fighting back is, the main character fighting back is rather amusing, and just all, the incompetence throughout is probably the best part. The incompetence by the, the family, not by the, yes. the main character, who I, I don't know, I didn't really recognize anybody. Um, the, I think the most famous person is uh, the brother, Daniel. Is that uh, a one, Adam Brody? Because I do I do know him. I guess I should say, but yes. Okay. I I don't remember what he's from. I think he's from like the hills or something. Like he was some sort of like teenage heartthrob back in the nineties or some shit. And so he's the most popular. Like he's probably the most well known of the people. But yeah, no one else is really noteworthy as an actor in there. They're not going to be winning any awards for this, and it's not. It's not. It's fine. Like it, they deliver on the parts that they should be delivering on. Like they're convincing as playing as their characters, but they're also not like a. It's not something that's going to like be compelling just because of how well it's done but like it's done well enough to where you aren't distracted by it it's not like shitty sci-fi movie acting yeah gotcha you're not watching sharknado oh unfortunately i i hate that did you see this is a bit of a tangent here i don't know if this will make it but uh did you see that there's like zombie tidal wave now I'm all in on that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's such ridiculous nonsense that the they're the they're, those are the sorts of movies that are made just for like mystery science theater three thousand. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Like as long as they know what they're doing. Like I actually listened. Uh, I was working a uh, day job like six years ago over the summer and the office had the radio going and they had Glenn Beck on. They listened to Fox News all day, Fox News Radio, and Glenn Beck was interviewing, uh, his name, his name was like Thunder Daniels or something, the guy who writes Sharknado. <laughs> of course it is. It was one of the funniest interviews I've ever heard on the radio. Like it was... 
it, because none of them were taking themselves seriously. Okay. And it was just the greatest thing. I, it was one of the, like, I was just dying as I was listening to it. He was, like, the, the guy was saying that some people say that it, it looks like it was written by a 12-year-old. But I like to imagine that I just channeled my inner 12-year-old as I was writing it. <laughs> and so, so they, I mean, obviously they knew what they were doing. They made four of them, and they kind of perfected the art of making cheesy TV B, probably C movies. Yeah, but there's an audience for that. Oh, it's my parents. They love those movies. Every time I go oh, home. Oh, mine too. Every time I go home, my dad makes me watch the newest Sharknado. And next time it'll be a zombie <laughs> title, if I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I mean, is that really that much dumber than Snakes on a Plane? No, and that... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how that ever was a movie. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, surprise, surprise. But I don't know who greenlit it. I don't know why Sam Jackson was like, yep, I'll do that. Sometimes... Money. Lots and lots of money. <laughs> I guess they just threw money at him, yeah. Um, all right, anyway, back, <laughs> back, to, um, back to Ready or Not. Uh, is there anything else you uh, you particularly want to talk about and that stood out? I mean, not especially. I mean, there's like there's a few parts that are kind of like grisly. Some of the injuries that are sustained throughout. Right. Like, I mean, for instance, like one of the maids gets her fucking head completely blown off. So there's that. There's some there's some moments that'll make you wince, but it uh. I mean, it's fine. It's like an okay horror comedy. It's nothing that's going to. It's 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 nothing that's going to win any awards or be honestly. It's not going to be very memorable. Right. And most most people are just going to be like, oh yeah, that movie. I completely forgot about it. And and my guess would be like it pretty much showed its cards, right? And what you see in the trailers, I mean, aside from, like, what you called maybe a little bit of a twist, is, is what you're going to get when you go to the theaters to see this. Like, that's... Your expectations will be met, um, because I don't think anyone's looking at this and being like, that will be a movie of the year. Yeah, I will say that it probably... And it's one of those things that uh, a horror movie like this just has to kind of deal with, is the fact that I would... Like, it would have been much... Granted, I'm uh, I'm not sure if it would get much of an audience, which is the problem. But I think that if you were to go into it not knowing the basis of the movie, like the fact that it is meant to be a horror movie, and you're you just come to find out that instead of playing a game of hide and seek, all of the this whole family is trying to murder this new their new daughter in law or like their new in law, the uh, that like would just be like a what the fuck, and it just keeps building from there. Right, but but they obviously but because, couldn't advertise that. No one would go see an adult game of hide and seek. Yeah, exactly, and so that's like, uh, and we know that because Tag didn't do all that well, as far as I know. I could be wrong. That may have actually done well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually look that up while you get started on describing Angel Has Fallen. Wait, what is the hide? No, Tag. Oh, tag. What the f- I don't want to know. Alright, so... Angel Has Fallen. The third installment in what began with Olympus Has Fallen, a.k.a. Gerard Butler's action franchise. I don't know. This, 
This everything about this movie, honestly, I barely got through the trailer. I zoned out halfway through. I was doing other stuff because I just one, I'm not a big action movie guy, and two, it's just this. Uh, this the series didn't need it didn't need to keep going because Olympus Has Fallen came out right around the same time White House Down did. I think it maybe even the same weekend, honestly. And that was like the same premise, but with... they were like a month or two apart. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Same weekend. And that was like Channing Tatum and kind of a less serious one. Jamie Foxx, yeah, yeah that yeah. one was more comedic, yep. And I remember, I saw because I saw both of them when they came out, and I mean, they were both fine, but... What? Yeah, I, I did, I mean, this is back in, like, when I was in high school, I saw movies then, I had lived in a small town with nothing to do. Um, but yeah, I did see, I saw both of them when they came out, and... I think it was fine at the time, and then I remember when London Has Fallen was announced, like, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, I had the same thought when that, that I did when I'd been seeing the the, uh, the trailers for Angel Has Fallen, which is just like, uh, why? This is going to be some Fast and the Furious bullshit. Like, I, we don't, that, like, the president gets, the drones attack him, and Gerard Butler gets framed for it, I don't know how, and then he goes all Jason Bourne on their asses. Um, that's the movie. If I'm wrong, I'll be shocked. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't care. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. I actually thought that that was a fairly decent, uh, action movie. Just, like, it was just Gerard Butler going around stabbing a bunch of people stealthily, which was better than, like, the usual just unload a lot of bullets or fist-fighting a random spy for uh, a 15-minute chase. Uh, So that was... I found that better. This was... This movie was just not worth my time. Yeah, (laughs) I... (laughs) First and foremost, the editing... I don't know if it was the editing or the directing or what it was. I thought I was going to have a seizure during the action scenes. Just because a lot of camera spinning or... Like, they... They... They had cuts every two seconds. Because apparently seeing them just exchange punches without seeing the look on their face as they get punched in the face, just, it's not (laughs) worth it. Like, it's... It... 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 I'm glad I didn't have I don't have epilepsy or else I would have started seizing as this was taking place because it was so just just hastily done it felt like that like I was distracted from what was actually going on on screen and I couldn't actually understand what was happening because it was everywhere which I mean if that's what they were trying to do then I guess that works but but why why would they try to do that? You don't want to confuse your audience with a bunch of jump cuts as a like I get they they want to portray some form of you know like this is chaotic uh, fight sequence or whatever it is. But you want your audience to at least know what's going on. Yeah. Like you can I mean, convey then, that other ways. Then like there's I'm trying to think. I think there are four total like action sequences. That end up happening are, I guess, five total action sequences. But they show one of them almost in its entirety in the in the trailer. The part where they just start getting just murked by the... By the drones. By the drones. Yeah. yeah. I, that, is, that is almost the entire scene 
I believe. There, I will say that there was one redeeming scene in this uh, movie, and that was when uh, Gerard Butler goes to, like, uh, he meets up with his father, Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that, like, the Nick Nolte is just playing the uh, non-veteran that just couldn't really cope with what had happened. And so now he's like a paranoid, off-the-grid survivalist. Yeah. But there's a scene where he hides out at his dad's cabin, and it it gets attacked by the bad guys, which are which is once again it's super predictable who the bad guys are because I legitimately saw the actor playing the bad guy in the first scene. And I'm like. Well, that's strange. He's usually the evil person in these movies. <laughs> and then and it then turns he, out he was. Yeah. And so that was fairly predictable. Um, but the, the scene when they're basically defending themselves while, the, uh, while this like attack is taking place on the cabin is actually like thoroughly entertaining through, for like the five or ten minutes it's happening. Everything else is, like, par for the course. It's not really noteworthy. Honestly, I, with the exception of that one scene, I don't really remember much about this movie. I watched it for three... I watched it three days ago, and I couldn't really <laughs> tell you that much about this movie. I haven't thought about it since. I, I thought about it when I was getting ready to start this podcast with you, and I'm like... The only thing I really remembered and really even kind of cared about was that Nick Nolte, that Nick Nolte and Gerard Butler scene. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else to say about the good old uh, Angel Has Fallen? Because I sure as shit don't want to talk anymore about it. Uh, not, not really. I think that this movie would have been that this movie franchise should have stopped at one. I agree. And I absolutely. And it agree. would have been it would have been remembered far better. I mean, I didn't uh, see London has fallen or has fallen, and I don't know what it's about because I don't know why London would be involved. But I did not care. Like in doing my research for this, I didn't even care to look up the plot line. I like I could have just it was a Google search. I just didn't want to do it. I mean, uh, you want to take a stab at what the fucking plot line is because it told you the <laughs> I mean, entirety of the plot line. Okay, so. Is it like- it's also my uh, sorry. Another problem I have with this: it is the same plot line that's been used in like the third or fourth movie in an action franchise about a dozen times. I think it's the exact same franchise as Taken's, or the exact same plot line as Taken Three. Like it is ridiculous. Like it's so lazy, and it's just a money grab. Just like the main guy is now the bad guy, and he has to prove his innocence and take down the real bad guy. Yep. Nice. Should we trust him? I don't know, dude. He just risked his life two separate times to save the president when your bitch asses couldn't <laughs> manage to do a fucking thing. But yeah, now he's going to turn traitor because of course he is. I mean, just the sheer stupidity of like that like it's it's I didn't want to get into this that much just because it's it's an action movie. It's not meant to be like 
there's a there's quite a bit of suspension of disbelief going on, but you have got to be completely fucking kidding me. If you sit there and actually believe that for a second the FBI or the Secret Service or whoever's investigating wouldn't take a second to be like, huh, maybe it's a little off that this guy that has risked his skin to save the president by just murdering dozens and dozens of people on several, on two separate occasions, maybe he would have done a better job at covering up instead of being so completely blatantly obvious with it. Hmm. Well, he has been a faithful servant for the last 20 years. And he's done some of the most miraculous things of all time. And he's screaming, I was set up. I was <laughs> set up. Maybe we should just, I don't know, give it a shot that he's right. Maybe we should just consider that he, uh, he actually was set up. Oh, here will be my, uh, my final thought on this. Gerard Butler's looking old. Oh, yeah, no. He, I think... I think that's part of his character in this, but I, that's that's exactly how I felt as well. Yeah, like, like watching his... the trailer, I was like, oh, man, like, when he and Morgan Freeman dove under the water, <laughs> I was like, I don't think either of them are coming up from that, looking, looking at him, but... Oh, yeah. Like, it's basically the exact opposite of how uh, Brad Pitt has aged. Well, he's uh, he's got Benjamin Button. Uh, he oh shit you're right he is Benjamin Button <laughs> Benjamin Button man he doesn't he's aging backwards. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, that is all that those two movies are going to get, and really, it's more than they deserve. So <laughs> I'll proceed forward for this because we're gonna discuss upcoming movies for the next set of releases. Uh, we're recording this before Labor Day, and as far as I can tell, there are zero major releases for Labor Day, and then the following weekend, there's only one major release, and that would be It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah, and I am super excited about this. I am excited to talk about it. We should go on for a little bit, because I will cut all the bullshit about Angels Falling Out of this if I have to, to talk about It. Um... <laughs> So anyway, unless you wanted to start off here, I was gonna, I was gonna go. Go right ahead. I'm really excited about it. After, let me try that again. I'm really excited about it. Chapter two, because like I said earlier, I love horror movies. And two, this might be a hot take, and I, I will fight anyone on this. It chapter one was better than the book. Come at me. Oh man, that is that is a bold statement. I'm not sure if I've told you this, but I'm actually 650 pages into the book right now, trying to finish it before it chapter two comes out. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but okay. Here here are my arguments for it, and I guess if you're if you're kind of way through the book, maybe I won't say too much of this because it'll spoil it. So I'll 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 tone it I'll tone it back a little bit. But I think they did like the monster encounters better like in the book ben sees a spooky mummy and he's like oh no it's i'm on a bridge yikes and then in the, in the in the movie it's not much it's i mean it's not great but he's, it's at least like a good scene in the bottom of the library um th they do the like the final fight between the kids in it better i think um well that that's something i i can't say for certain because i haven't gotten to the final fight uh, in the book, but I think I, I think you're definitely right with the the encounters, 
just because I'm not, let me rephrase that. I'm not sure if it's so much that it's better, but there's no way that they could have translated that to yeah the screen the way it's written because yeah. it's written in a very like disorganized fashion and so like there would be no reason to show ben being chased by a mummy in in like january or uh mike being attacked by a giant bird yeah and or... i think i think honestly i don't think that just would have translated to to the screen like i don't think a giant bird would have been scary yeah, you know, like the they did... small encounter Mike had in the the like the whatever it was like the butcher or the meat locker or the whatever. Well, he he sees Pennywise in the, like the back of it was like a butcher shop or something, right? Yeah, and then yeah, the, the door the... closes and then they get the fire that way and like so it mm-hmm. they did it well they adapted it really well. I also I think that the way they did, I think that one big improvement from the book is the way they did the blood. Blood in the bathroom scene with uh, Beverly. Yeah. Because in the in the book, it's just like a few like splashes everywhere, whereas in the movie, it just covers the bathroom. Yeah, it, like repaints the whole and, bathroom with the blood. Yeah, and that seems that seems like it would be more fitting as being like an actual scary situation. As opposed to it just being like a few splashes of blood, which don't get me wrong, that'd be terrifying. But the idea of it just shooting out at you is far scarier, in my opinion. I think that the way that Bill Skarsgård plays, pe- like, represents Pennywise is so spot on and terrifying. I think it is excellent. That is exactly how I would imagine the imagine like a terrifying clown demon. Yeah, it's, and it's. It's pretty perfect, and I, I would be hard-pressed to say that there's a lot of people who don't think that it's... I mean, maybe not perfect, but at least, like, top-tier. I couldn't imagine it being portrayed better. Yeah, and then I also like the just the creative decision to switch it from being, like, a bunch of different colored balloons and, like, being orange pom-poms on his clown suit and stuff to just being purely red and white. Or like red and silver, yeah. so that there's that, so that there's that pure, just difference that takes place. Yeah, because like in the book he's pretty much just like a clown. Yes. But in the movie they had to, you know, make make him look a little more terrifying because, I mean, clowns are spooky. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not going to convey the same sense of dread and horror as as how they did Pennywise. Uh, oh yeah, because even Tim Curry's Pennywise, as as much as I love Tim Curry, and I think he portrayed it fine, but just the the, the makeup and costume were lacking. Yeah, no, that that uh, I haven't seen. I've seen clips, but I haven't just watched it all the way through. That seemed like it was more like it was kind of scary, but it seemed like it was more of a a funny, scary kind of like sort of portrayal uh, like funny and or like silly scary yeah as opposed to him being just like absolutely terrifying yeah no yeah i i would agree with that and they, i think he they with with tim curry as pennywise they stayed a little more true to the to the book but like i said i i really i agree with you i think those that creative direction was was a good one to go in the only criticism i would have of it chapter one is that i thought that they didn't give enough screen time to pennywise like 
in the like creepy sense. And I'm hoping that they give more screen time. Just from my impression, I think that they will for the sec for chapter two. Just because there seems like there's more opportunity for it. What do you uh, What do you mean in the in the creepy sense? Like he's he's more like actively trying to just jump scare and like come out of nowhere with them as opposed to like that scene with Georgie and the uh in the sewer I thought that was the best scene far and away not just because it sets the tone but because then you really like get an unextended uh look and experience of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise yeah you're right as opposed other than he's just chasing people down yeah it's more of like a chase as opposed to just like an exchange, yeah, that is actually just legitimately t- like unsettling, like it was with Georgie. Uh, so real quick, I just want to add in here. Um, if you haven't read the book, there might be some spoilers ahead. Uh, you've had since 1980 though, so it's kind of your own fault. But just thought uh, I'd give you fair warning. <laughs> I mean, of course, there was also a mini series that happened in in 1990. So yeah, so get there's your been shit multiple together. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what's coming, then that's your own fault. Have you gotten to the the scene in the book with, I think it's Eddie as an adult in the library? It's Ben in the library as an adult. Oh, maybe it's Ben? Okay. Yeah, because yes, isn't that Eddie's is, dead? That is this, uh, what? Is that Eddie's the one that kills himself? Stan. Stan Stan's kills the one that kills himself. I have know about this book. I have seen, but yeah, the, the scene in the in the library with Ben as, a, as an adult, like, he, the, I think it's hard to do horror in book form, but that scene, that one I thought was like that was a, a good terrifying scene when he's just screaming at him and no one else can hear it. Oh yeah, I really hope the, that makes it into the into the movie. Yeah, that I mean that was I think that and the cemetery scene were the two scenes from the mini series that were probably the most like noteworthy and best known. Well, besides, like, the obvious Georgie and the sewer drain. Right. Uh, oh, did that get included in the miniseries? Or the miniseries? Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't realize the library scene was... Maybe I'll have to rewatch that. I think so. I haven't... I think that that's what it was. I could be mistaken. I just do... You know, like, I do the, remember... like, a balloon floats down and he sees, like, a head or something. But I didn't think Pennywise was, like, standing there, like, screaming at him about how he's going to kill him. But maybe I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I think that they may have toned it down for that. But also, like, I think that there's a lot of potential for Chapter 2. I'm certain that the way it's going to work is that they're going to go... Like, that. it's just going to be a cold open with him getting a phone call, like, just enjoying his evening with his wife. And then, like, he just looks unsettled and decides he's going to take, and tells her he's going to go take a bath. And then she, like, realizes a lot of time has passed and then, uh, like, breaks down the door and sees that he's slit his wrist and that's, and on the, uh, on the wall just like in the book, he's going to have written it right. in his own blood. Yeah, if they don't use that as their like their title, I would be surprised. But I don't write movies, but it's it's just set up perfectly. I mean, the book essentially does it. Yes, it's it's almost as if Stephen King was writing that for a movie script. Oh, this is <laughs> here. This is this is your you, and I'm not sure if you've heard it heard or heard about it. And I'm just gonna we won't say anything because too much about it will be a spoiler. But one thing that why well, I also say that 
the first movie was better than the book is because they cut out the kid orgy. Yeah, I heard about that, and that's um, that's not something I'm looking forward to. I knew when I get to it. <laughs> I knew we were talking about this, so I grabbed my book today, and I just because I wanted to make sure if I was going to yell about this, I got it right, and. I found it Isn't in the it book. Like twenty it's, pages. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not comfortable. I I read like the first like, because it's split up like the rest of the book is kind of, um, and I read like the first like introductory like half page page like a page or half page, and then I was like, yeah, I got the gist. I'm done. I'll be honest. I've I've heard about that part, uh, before just because it's. It's kind of noteworthy that he spent 20 minutes on a kid orgy in the book. Right. Uh, but the, like, and so I knew that going in, and I wasn't sure at what point it was going to come up. But then I, like, knowing that as you're reading through it, like, when he's, he's, like, writing from Richie's perspective about how hot Beverly is, it's far more unsettling. I think maybe maybe Stephen King is a horror genius, and the real horror of it is being in suspense of when you're going to have to read about a kid orgy. <laughs> know this, though. Um, the reason it's included, like why they decide to have the kid orgy, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. Um, so there's at least that. <laughs> I'll be honest. There's... I would be hard pressed to uh, to find a reason why there should be a kid orgy, especially written in a fictional book. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that there's probably more reason to have non-fictional kid orgies? Uh, I'm not really sure of one, but considering like you are the god of the story, yeah, I guess writing, there's, there's no reason it needed to exist. Whereas. Like there well, is like maybe <laughs> I don't I don't really under like I can't imagine one in real life, which is why I definitely can't imagine why someone would include it in a fictional novel that it's not necessary. Yeah, that's fair. Which may be like I might have that like reversed, but neither one really makes sense. And so I Why I would you bring one it. into existence? Especially like I don't know. Like the reason is just so dumb. At least in my opinion, it's it's so dumb. Um, but before we go on too far along about these this, these kid orgies, um, in the last couple minutes here, I think we should talk about the, the trailers finally for oh, for it chapter. Oh, you know oh, yeah. that thing we're supposed to do the whole fucking time. But anyway, there are two two trailers, right, for this. Uh, I believe so. Okay, so we'll start with the first one. Uh, which was like the teaser, and it's kind of like a full scene almost, which is, I, I really like this one. Um, that's one where Beverly goes home, or like to her old house. And oh, there's yeah, the, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and, and the lady's there, and she's like looking at her family pictures or whatever, and it just pans back, and the lady's just like naked, moving around very unnaturally, like out of frame. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but if if I had some elderly woman just s sprinting towards me and the way that she was moving in the background, that would be more terrifying than any of the things that happened in the no, first yeah, movie. No, yeah, and I guess this is a good point that I, I wanted to bring this up about the first movie is because there there were, I, I think it, it worked so well because there were, you know, there were jump scares and there, there were terrifying imagery, but a lot of the things that were... Uh, 
scary about the first movie were just like how unnatural the stuff felt. Like like that lady's movement in the trailer was is a good example of that. Just how she like kind of discon like she contorts herself all weird to like walk around. Oh, you mean like sort of how like the the part where uh, Pennywise comes out of the fridge all contorted and like unfolds himself. Yeah, and then or like, starts like starts like a slow jaunt in the direction of Eddie. Yeah, or or when Bill's in the basement in the first one and sees Georgie, and then Pennywise like rushes at him. One, how he runs there is just kind of unnatural. And then two, yeah. when he can't catch Bill and he kind of just and slams just his head down away. on the yeah. yeah, and then just slides off the steps. So they did they did really well with that kind of imagery, and I, I it looks like we're gonna get a lot of that with, with chapter two as well, at yeah, least based I on this. I think that I think that really takes advantage of I think it's called the uncanny valley where it looks human, but it's not quite and like there's something off about it, and so it provides an unsettling feeling. Yeah. Just because like that's not how a person moves, and so it creates like, but like, it's very clearly Bill Skarsgård like doing this, or, or like the elderly woman doing this sort of stuff, and so it creates the creates that sort of like unsettling, disturbing nature. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if you noticed, but did, there were different uh, scenes in the first one where there were like Pennywise was in the background of it, like painted onto walls and like in pictures just there like the uh the scene where ben gets h carved into his stomach and like they're treating him the first time you like show that alleyway there's no picture of a clown on the wall and then when they get the materials to like help him from the pharmacy there is like you can see Pennywise on the brick wall. Oh uh, no, I didn't realize that. I knew they hid a lot of stuff in the background that was like just for the audience. But I, then there's like the creepy librarian uh, yeah. when Ben is reading through the history of dairy, all that kind of stuff. Then uh, did you want to talk about the other trailer now or? Yeah, because that's pretty much I think all I had to say about the first one. Like it just looks like it was the scene kind of thrown through. Uh, ladies creepy and something scary happens i don't think it's there's too much there the second one uh yeah had a lot in it and like i said i don't i i, I remember like the, the the main points of the book but it seems you know it's a it's a 1100 page book so they could have taken some liberties and it seems like they did because i don't remember the fun house is that in the book have you got to that I have not gone to that. That's actually, I think I'm a chapter or two away from that portion of it. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a fun house, but I don't, I don't think there would be because I get the impression that that kid is uh, Bill's child and none of them have kids in the book. Yeah, so, so I'm not sure if that's going to be, because like, I think it, it, it did seem like it was his kid. Um so I don't know, maybe that's going to be like some type of dream sequence, or maybe he does have a kid in the movie, who knows. Because um, in the book, his wife ends up making her way to Derry. Yes, that was, I literally just read that part uh, last night, that she went to Derry. Yeah, um, honestly, I don't really remember what happens there, but she, I know she shows up in town at some point. Yeah, getting too much into predicting what else is in the book is going to get into the, what else from the book translates to the movie is probably going to get into spoiler territory right but the uh 
just it's it looks like they're just spending more time with Pennywise on the screen interacting with the the Losers Club and I I'm very excited to see that like I was saying before. Yeah, and I think and this was my prediction a while ago. I, I mean like for a while now, but the first it did something really good, I think, and kind of novel where it combined a sort of feel-good coming-of-age movie with a genuinely scary horror movie. And it did it well, you know? But I think yes. with Chapter 2, as they're all adults, I think there's still going to be some element of comedy there because you have Bill Hader playing Richie. Um, <laughs> but I think, I, or at least what I, th- what I think or what I at least hope would happen is they're going to go a lot more into the horror of it. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that, although I do... I'm not a big fan of most coming-of-age movies. I much prefer when it's not, like, purely coming-of-age and it's it's molded with something else, sort of like how the first uh, first It movie was. So that was... I really enjoyed that because I don't like it when that's the, the primary plot, but it I prefer it much more when it's a secondary plot. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you that it's probably going to be much more of a horror style style film and at least one scene that i could in one of the in the in the second trailer um there's that big statue of paul bunyan yeah and i don't know if you've gone to that point but like pennywise essentially like animates it for like a hot second yeah and it looks like part that happens in the movie which i'm excited about because i just i like that scene in the book Mm mm-hmm I think also that because it shows the uh, him floating with balloons, I think that that is more of a like scene from the original miniseries where he's floating by in balloons because that didn't actually happen in the in the book, and so I think that there it's it's just another example of like them combining different aspects like taking the more popular scenes from the book and. Uh, any changes that may have been made for the uh, for the miniseries as well that ended up being popular. Yeah. Is there anything that you else you wanted to touch on about it, or are we gonna kind of just wait and see? No, I'm I'm looking forward for to the wait. We'll just wait and see, and we can discuss it further when uh, when we go see it. Uh, so just to summarize, I would like to, I would say that the. Uh, if we're going to be classifying these movies as re- uh, ready for the red carpet or trailer trash, I would have to say that both Ready or Not and uh, Angel Has Fallen fall under the trailer trash category. Unsurprisingly, uh, I, I would add. Okay, well, that has been red carpet to trailer trash. Uh, Ian Collins was the one who knew what he was talking about and has actually seen the movies. Uh, I'm Connor Rock, and I just watch trailers on YouTube. Until next time. Hopefully. No, until next time. It'll be fine.